Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Well, Peyton, she's starting to fall asleep already, so I think we're going to do another one-chapter night, which I'm like, wake up! But she's not a night owl, Pompey. She's a little sleepy bean. And Victoria, you are so welcome for reading older kid books. We actually have a few older kid books lined up. Um, And you know what? We were going to go buy a couple of books that you guys recommended, but we actually have like 20 books that we need to get through, and books are so expensive. So we're going to read these ones, and then... Once we get close to um, running low of ideas, then you guys can tell us what you want us to get. And then we'll go get some more books. Okay. The Girl in the Locked Room. Chapter 23. Jewels. When we looked at the last picture, Maisie turned to me and said, The drawings tell me what what happened the night Lily's mother and father were killed. If If she hadn't hidden in the room, Lily would have been killed too. I reached for Maisie's hand, and then she gripped mine tightly. The shadows darkened and closed in on us. For a moment, it felt as if we were trapped, just like Lily had been. I shared her fear and loneliness. I understood what it was like to wait for somebody who never came, to be locked in a room while outside the world, well, outside the world went on, Years passing, season after season, coming and going, to hear the horses galloping out of the night, ridden in by killers who were searching for you. Behind us, something creaked, and the spell broke. We turned and looked to the wardrobe. Still holding hands, we crept closer. Lily, I called, don't be afraid. No one answered. Do you remember the day that we saw each other? We were in the field near the stream where the willow tree is. You looked right at me, at me, and asked me to help you. You saw me? Maisie and I stared at each other in disbelief. Lily had answered us. She was here in the same room as we were, hidden in the wardrobe, close enough for us to hear her whispery voice. What did I look like? She sounded frightened. It was an odd question, but I answered it the best I could. Like the pictures your father painted of you? A pretty little girl with a long with long yellow hair wearing a blue dress. You were as solid and real as I am. Lily sighed with what sounded like relief. I was scared I'd be ugly. Ugly? How could you be ugly? Never mind, Lily said. I saw you too, but I thought I was dreaming. You asked me to help you. I said, do you remember that? It was wrong of me to ask, Lily said. I have fearful enemies, wicked men. Fiends from the devil himself in search of me. They'll harm anyone who gets in their way. But it's not just those men you need to fear. For. You need to fear, I told her. Soon, the workmen will start working on the third floor and they'll rip everything out. You won't have a door or wardrobe to hide in. We have, we have to find another safe place for you. You don't understand, Lily said. I promised Mama that I'd stay here until she and Papa came for me. I can't disobey them. Lily, you know your mother and father haven't come, I asked. Lily went silent for a long... Oh, you know why your mother and father haven't come, I asked. Lily was silent for a long time, a 
a long time and so long that I thought she wouldn't answer, but at last she said, Yes, I know why. But a promise is a promise, isn't it? It would be wrong to disobey. Your parents didn't want you to stay in this room forever, Lily. I had I laid the key on the floor near the wardrobe. The door's locked. Come with me and Maisie. You can't stay here. We'll find a new hiding place. Please don't lock your door, Lily, Maisie begged. Please meet us tomorrow in the field. We'll be by the willow. You know the place. We will keep you safe. I promised. Lily was quiet again. It would be nice to sit under the willow again and watch the minnows and the jerry bugs in the stream. Then come and meet us, Lily, I said. We'll find a way to help you. She paused to think about what we had told her. At last she said, I'll meet you tomorrow, I promise. Her voice shook, but she sounded as if she meant it. We pressed our hands together and the wardrobe do- against the wardrobe door and whispered goodbye. We'll see you tomorrow, Lily. Don't worry, you'll be safe with us. We ran down the stairs and through the house, and in my haste, I tripped over an extension cord and landed on my hands and knees. Maisie helped me to my feet. With a bleeding knee, I hobbled back into the addition in the safety of our kitchen. Once I'd bandaged my cut, we were safe in bed. Maisie asked, where are we going to hide Lily? I took a deep breath. I have an idea, I looked at her, worried about her reaction. If you promise not to laugh, I'll tell you. Maisie stared at me. I won't laugh, I promise. I smoothed the the band-aid on my knee. You might think I'm crazy. I don't know. But remember when you told me that some people believe in alternate worlds and that they might exist? Maisie frowned. Yes, but what if Lily could go to a different world? A world where her parents don't die and neither does she. Maisie thought about it. But the world where she doesn't die, she said slowly, can't exist until she changes what happened that night. Well, suppose that she didn't hide, I said. Suppose that she came downstairs and saved her parents. Like she shot a gun and shot Mr. Bailey and Ellis and Mr. Bailey and Ellis Dixon? Maisie said, I can't see Lily doing that. How about spill the bag of marbles on the floor and the men slip on them and fall and her father gets the gun and calls the police? Well, what if Lily doesn't have any marbles? Maisie frowned and ran ran a hand through her hair. Okay, Jules, what do you think she should do? Um, in the picture story, Lily drew... <sighs> Lily drew a woman outside of the, with the horses. She's the one who cries out on the nights, and I hear the, I hear the horsemen. Maybe she'd help Lily. Yeah, Maisie said. Lily can run out the house and cry for help, and the woman can fetch the sheriff or stop the men or something. Do you think that it'll work? I hope so, I said. I can't think of anything else, can you? No, Maisie whispered. Exhausted, we tried to sleep. Above Lily, above us, Lily's window was dark, but I sensed her pacing around the room, frightened, confused, worried. She must not know what to do. Stay and obey or leave and disobey. For the first time, I realized what I asked of Lily to do. She hadn't been out of that room for more than a hundred years, It was all that she knew, her safe place. Leaving it must terrify her. No mother, no father to comfort her. No familiar place for her to take shelter from Mr. Bailey and Ellen Dixon. Ellis Dixon. Maybe it was wrong to ask her to gamble her life on a crazy idea that might not work. But what else was she supposed to do? In her bed, Maisie was snoring softly, but I was still awake when the morning light crept through the skylight and chased the shadows from their corners.
Are you sleep pay? Dang. That was fat. She falls asleep fast, man. Oi, oi, oi.